Hello, and welcome to the Ryan Frank Podcast, helping you think, work, and create like never before. Welcome to the Daily Coffee Chat with Ryan Frank. So glad that you are here. Um, I'm joined today by Bo Harrington from Southeast Christian Church in Louisville. Bo, thanks for joining me today. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited. Glad, yeah. glad to be here. So, Bo, when did you and I first meet? I, mean, I feel like it's been a while. It's been a while. We actually first met at the Napkin Conference. I think it was... I think you're right. Gosh, 2009? I think, I I think it, 2009. I bet it... Yeah, that's, that's been 10 years or more. Yeah, it's crazy. It, in Las Vegas. Las Vegas, yes. Of all the places to meet. Man, that was a yeah, fun I, conference. Right. I'm not sure if it's appropriate to tell people we met online or we met in Las Vegas. I'm, I, know, I'm not... I know. Honestly, I don't know which one's better. <laughs> um, wow. What a crazy place to minister. You talk to Justin Smith much these days? Uh, every now and then. We, we still keep up uh, a little bit. I'm, I live vicariously through him, you know, since he's in South Florida and I'm in the Midwest. Oh so. I, th- I think Justin and his wife, I think they're up to about 22 kids, aren't they now? <laughs> like that. Get their own TV show. I think they should. They should. Um, well, Bo Harrington is a dear friend, and I'm so grateful that he has volunteered to join us on the coffee chat. Whether you're watching this on YouTube today or the podcast or Facebook, wherever you're catching it, I'm glad that you're here. Um, before we jump into the conversation, I want to remind you the number on the screen is a great number to text, 833-792-6372. If you have a question or recommended topic, or someone that you think I would be great to hear from on the daily coffee chat, uh, please do send us a text and let us know. So, Bo, you are ministering at Southeast Christian Church yes. in Louisville, right? Um, which is a ginormous place. <laughs> um, I, w- I haven't been there in a while, but I was probably there last time. Did you remember Nevin Hooker? Was Nevin I Hooker do. there when, was Nevin on? working there or going there when you um he was not he had already uh left okay yeah he he had already left when when i came on got a connection with nevin hooker and then michael chanley when they worked at southeast christian um wonderful church doing amazing amazing things tell us a little bit bo about your ministry tell us about your family first and foremost if you would and then tell us about your ministry journey and what that how god has led you through some transitions and what you're doing today. Yeah. So my, my family is, uh, my wife is Amy. We've been married 23 years, uh, 20, yeah, 23 years, um, back, back in January. And I just celebrated 23 years of ministry just uh, a couple of days ago. So we've been in ministry together pretty much our, our entire marriage with, with the exception of those first, uh, eight months, um, to, crazy but fun um, adult kids. Um, I have a daughter that is a senior at Johnson University. She um, is majoring in student ministry slash theology slash family counseling. So that's cool. Yeah. She's the smart one of the family. She will have um, three degrees in four years. That's crazy. And then I have a son that is a freshman at University of Kentucky who is majoring in journalism. And so, yeah, so now my and how are you old enough to have two kids in college? Well, well, thank you. I, I, I tried, that's why I shave, so you can't see the white hair. 
<laughs> we got married young and started young. So I love it. I as, love it. As ministry people do sometimes, right? They do. They do. Um, so tell us a little about your ministry journey. Yeah. So I, Southeast. Yeah. I've, I've been in, uh, in children's ministry for 22 of these 23, uh, 23 years. Um, yeah. Started, I had no desire to go into ministry whatsoever. Um, but my, my parents let me choose any college I, that I wanted to go to as long as it was University of Mobile, which was a Bible yep, college. Yep. <laughs> um, so I could go anywhere else I wanted to as long as I went there. Yep. Um, and really fault ministry the, the entire way. Um, my major was, was speech. So I, communications with specialty in, in, in speech. I really wasn't sure what I was going to do with a speech major, but uh -huh. hey, there, there you go. Uh, I guess I can talk. Um, yeah, yep. And, and so what, um, the whole time I was, I was at Mobile during the summers, I stayed in our work camps, uh, you know, like Crosspoint camps, centrifuge camps. So I, I was there doing ministry the entire summers. And that's when God started kind of planting those seeds for him. It's like, this, this, is where, this is where I want you. Um, yeah and still fought it as, as one does. Um, so my wife and I get married. My sister calls me and says, Hey, my, my church, uh, kids pastor just left. I think you should apply. I'm like, yeah, no, I don't think so. She said, no, I, I really think you should. Mm -hmm. So we did. And it, it was, it's hilarious to look back on it now. Um, my wife and I were talking about like, Oh, well, okay. This is where God wants us to go. And we're like, but I got to make more money than I am working my secular job, you know, because yep. we're, and <laughs> so what does God do? I'm like, I put that limit, I'm like, I've got to do at least this. God's like, okay, fine. How about this? And we're like, well, we'll, we'll, we'll take that. And yep. then it just developed uh, just a love of, of children's ministry. Um, I've never been the, the fun kids pastor. Um, I've always been the kind of the boring, serious one. Um, uh -huh but I have such a heart for just developing people. I love to see people grow and then in turn use those gifts to serve, um, to serve the, the next generation. That, that's, that's just what really gets me excited. Um, so we mentioned uh, Michael Chanley just a few minutes ago. We yeah. met in 2009 um, at yeah, the Nothing yeah. Conference yeah. and just developed a, a real friendship. Um, so God had moved us to, um, to Illinois and developed a, an incredible ministry there. And then we went to North Carolina. When we were in North Carolina, Michael calls me and says, hey, my, my church is hiring a, an elementary pastor. Are, are you interested? I'm like, mm, no, it's a big church. Not, not, not really. I'm a, I'm a little yeah. small town, little small town yeah. guy. I'm like, not really interested in going to a church bigger than my town. Um, so... <laughs> He called me late, uh, about another month or so, and uh, he was hosting a conference at Southeast. So I went just to serve him and, and just, just to help him out, just hang out with him really it was a great excuse for a couple of days. And yeah. he introduced me to the children's pastor and we started talking. I called my wife and said, I think I was just interviewed for a job. <laughs> now, who was the children's pastor at the time? Uh, Steve Young was, okay. was the children's pastor at the time. Okay. Yep. And so she's like, really? I said, yeah, because we spent several hours really talking about philosophy of ministry and mm -hmm. and kind of my my development and, and my my ministry path. And um, so that was in March. 
couple of months later, I get a phone call from HR like, hey, are you still kind of interested in, in talking about this position? And I'm like, well, sure. Yeah, let's let's, let's kind of figure this out. And then, uh, yeah, they brought me on. So it's that's kind of how I got to Southeast. Um, that's pretty neat. Yeah. Well, you've always been a you, you talked earlier about um, you've never been like the fun kids pastor guy. Which right, right. May or may not be true. I don't know. You're probably <laughs> But you are a you are an, an organized your systems guy. Very much. Yes. Um, tell us about the importance. I, I don't know. I feel like a lot of children's pastors and youth pastors lack in this area of getting organized and putting good systems in place. Um, why have you found this to be so important? Well, you know, um, you you can never you will never be able to take your ministry further than than you are, than, than your own leadership, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and, and as a as a kids pastor, I never wanted to be the leadership lid for my ministry. Mm-hmm. So I just kept reading, kept growing, and kept studying and inviting coaches. I've had several coaches, some business coaches, um, mm-hmm. but then some ministry coaches throughout the years in my life because I didn't I don't want to be that lid. Mm-hmm. And then really understanding how um, when it's not dependent on me, when I'm developing to other people, um, yeah, yeah, the ministry can go so much farther. So when we set up a system um, to where they're not relying on you for the answers, um, because they've under, they understand the vision of the church, they understand the vision of the ministry, then they begin to make decisions on their own. Mm-hmm. So now the decisions aren't dependent on me and in my own thoughts and my own background. Um, oftentimes when we go to a different church, um, they know their community because you're you're coming into a community. Yep. So for me to come into a community and say, this is the right way to do ministry in this community when I'm brand new. Um, that's in, in my mind, that's, that's really hubris. Um, uh-huh. So you set up a system. So you're growing the people who are already in that community and then they already understand it. And so then they can say, well, this is really what our community needs, uh, especially when it comes to discipling our kids or or developing other other leaders. What are a few of the most important, if you feel like you've had all these years in children's ministry, uh, for someone that maybe feels like I'm not super organized or we've got a good ministry, but I don't know if we have a lot of systems in place. What are a few of the key systems like you've got to get right, you think, as a children's pastor? What comes to mind? So the number one system that you've got to get right is develop a leadership team. Um, I agree. Right. So find, find, find the people who are truly invested in, in the ministry. Um, I didn't say that have been there the longest. I said the ones that have that yep. are truly invested in the ministry and truly have a heart for ministry. Look for the other pastors in, in the room. Um, mm-hmm. When I say pastors, I don't mean people on staff. I mean the, the, the volunteers. Um, uh-huh. look, look for them in, in the room and begin to develop them. Um, give them articles. Don't just say, hey, check out this article. Give them an article and then follow up and have a conversation with them say, Talk to him. Let, 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 let's talk about this. Um, and it really began to invest in important. That's got to be the, the number one thing. Um, I think, I think you're right. Uh, Bo, I think, um, you know, Andy, I always quote Andy Stanley saying that leader developing leaders or leadership development is your growing your number one priority. Right. And I think it is, and it, but it's difficult for a lot of us because a lot of, a lot of, a lot of kids passers are bivocational or, mm-hmm. um, Maybe they're, they feel like I'm, I'm spinning so many plates. I can barely keep up with everything I've got going on. 
at home and at work and at the ministry, how, how do I find time to develop leaders? But I love what you just, that example you gave is something simple. Like, hey, you find a, de- you find a good article online or somebody, you, you find a good video clip online or something, you share it and then, then follow up. Hey, what'd you think about that? what do you learn from it? Something as simple as that is a way that you can develop leaders. It doesn't have to be super, super complex. I think sometimes we overthink it. Don't you, Bo? Oh, that definitely. We we definitely are. we we think if we can't have a group of people in a room and feed them a meal and talk at them, then we're not developing them. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Um, Bode, were you organ and were you? Do you feel like you were born like organized uh, with a mind to like create systems and stuff, or is it something that you've grown in or developed? Is it a little bit of both? Uh, it. I think it's something that that I have definitely grown in. Um, mm-hmm. you know, because I am, um, I've never been the, sm- you know, I haven't always been the smartest person in the room, mm-hmm. but I have always That's been what Michael Chanley and everybody always has told me. Right. Yeah. I've never been the, Bo's not the smartest guy in the room, but he's a good guy. That's what they always say. Exactly right. I'm just kidding. Smartest, but I have been the one who will work the hardest. So I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to work hard. And then I, I know out of that became, I had to set up systems for, for myself. Um, I'm an Enneagram five. And so I love to just to research and nerd out everything now. Um, so just, just continually just reading and listening and reading and listening. I love uh, that. Uh, when I say listening to, to podcast and, and, and to other people. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but, but also think systems is, is the best way to organize a children's ministry, especially for bivocational, um, yeah. If you have someone who is is working on on the weekend, but then they're working, you know, Monday through Friday somewhere else, um, mm-hmm. they have to be organized. You have to be organized to make sure that all those all your processes are in place. You're right. You're right. I've got a book. I'm gonna over here on my shelf. Let me grab it real quick. This is a good one, Bo, that you would like if you've never read it by um, Sam Chan, Bigger, Faster Leadership. Have you heard mm-hmm. of this book? Mm-hmm. Okay, but definitely a good one to read. Um, and his point in the book is that every every pastor, every leader, every ministry leader, they want their ministry to grow and they want it to grow fast. But his point is um, that your ministry or your organization will only grow to, um, or here's what he says. He says, the size and speed of your organization is determined by its systems and structures. Mm-hmm. So your systems being just, we're talking about the systems we have in place, your structure, your people. And everybody wants their business to grow. Everybody wants their church to grow. You want your children's ministry to grow. But don't overlook, you've to, you're only going to grow to, like you just said, you mentioned earlier, being the lid at the top, that, that lid. You've got to develop systems. You've got to develop people um or or your your capacity is going to stay small right this book is sam chan's book bigger faster leadership definitely recommend it to everybody that's watching or listening um go in our last few minutes um i intended on spending a majority of our time talking about this other topic but i think this systems talk has been good and i it's helped me and i hope it's helped a lot of you there's a lot of talk today about um discipleship of kids uh, there's always new research coming out on what's the best methods for discipling the next generation. Um, 
how do we how do we best equip mom and dad and partner with the church church parent partnership and child discipleship a lot of talk around discipleship um but Bo, I think no one thing that you're passionate about is making sure that you focus on the tact the tactics of what's it actually going to look like to right. disciple kids. Talk to us about that. Right. So, um, but for me, there you know there there's a difference between discipleship and and, and disciple making. Um, mm -hmm. So, I, I I want to make sure that um, all of my all my leaders in my ministry are actively involved in both. Um, mm -hmm. So this discipleship, you know, they're, that they are in a surrounding, they're in a setting where they are learning, <clears throat> where they're learning, they're growing, they're, they're, they're being fed, but then they are also being disciple makers. They are, they are whether it be the other leaders within, you know, if it's a team leader, that they are discipling their leaders, yeah, even discipling their, their, their kids also. So it's really setting up, up that system with, um, with that. You know, one, one of the funny things, and this is, I kind of came to this a couple of years ago <clears throat> when I was just incredibly frustrated at a conference. Mm -hmm. um, I kept hearing, you know, you, you, you got to disciple your leaders. You've got to disciple your leaders. Mm -hmm. And a question was asked to uh, someone, a panelist, and they said, how do I disciple my, my leaders? And I said, you know, take them to coffee, spend time with them. Take them. And I thought, and do what? Yeah, that's it. But they never answered the question. It's got to be more than that, doesn't it, Bo? Right. So, so then I, I really kind of started, again, back to my Enneagram 5, the, the nerd in me, I really started studying, like, well, what does this mean? Mm -hmm. And so I started thinking through, like, relational intelligence. Like, you, you've got to have, you've got to know how to form relationships. Um, having a conversational intelligence, like, how to actually have conversations. You'd be surprised that people don't know how to actually have conversations hmm. you can't disciple someone if you can't have a, a conversation with them, which That's involves listening and asking questions mm -hmm. um, and, and so as, as i think about developing leaders there's a leadership development piece to that but it's also a disciple making piece also mm -hmm. so breaking down these conversation intelligence relation intelligence the um emotional like okay let's see how jesus did this with with his disciples um, yes, he had had so many conversations with them. Mm. They didn't know that they were being discipled, mm. as, as as we would say today. Yeah. But then, as they, you know, Jesus sends them off. There's they can recall that, you know. Yeah. So yeah. It's not, like it's not sitting down across at, at your favorite coffee shop. So I'm going to disciple you today. Uh huh. That's it. It's just it's living their living their lives just as Jesus as Jesus did. But the same, the same thing holds true for kids also. Mm -hmm. uh, not accepting the, you know, the, the question when you're given the curriculum, you, you read your questions, not accepting just the answers that the kids give you. Mm. You know, it's a, you know, obviously there is a, um, there's growth in that, you know, with, with, with your kids, there, there's development. So you, you really have to lean on on that information that you have where that kid is, but especially, you know, you take a fourth, fifth, sixth grade kid, you can ask them to kind of unpack a little bit more of, of you their can, can't you? Yeah. Um, you know, ba based on their, their development, but you're going to understand that child's development or a, a smart leader on child, understand that child's development. If the kid's faster, 
has invested in them and has taught them. So it's, you, you, you really begin to, to see that, that whole circle. I love that. That's good. Um, I think you would agree, Bo, part of discipleship making when, with kids, you really do need to have good curriculum um, because it's kind of a roadmap, but just ordering a good quarterly curriculum and dispersing it to your leaders is not enough, is it? There, there really does need to be more than that. I mean, I love what you just touched on. A lot of it, you got to build those relationships. You've got to have those conversations. You've got to allow kids to ask questions. Mm -hmm. You need to be asking questions and, and um, doing and engaging in conversations based upon how they answer your questions. Um, I think this is a topic that we could really discuss more as, as a community is how well are we creating or making disciples in our ministry? Are we really making disciples? Do we think we are, but we're really not? By the way, let's, let's wrap up with this one because it might be good, Bo. How would I assess, do you feel like, if I'm a, a kid's pastor or a youth pastor, how do I assess, am I making disciples or am I just going through the motions? Thoughts on that? Right, so I, 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 I think a key with, with that is, what is our, our, our job at, as a disciple? is to make disciples right so if 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 i see within my children's ministry my kids back are you know coming back each week um just reciting the memory verse or, mm -hmm. or telling me what they learned last last weekend if those are the stories that that are coming back to me <clears throat> then i understand well i'm creating learners i'm creating you know developing children who learn facts um, yeah. And maybe if they've grown up in church, it maybe comes rote to them. Um, mm -hmm. If I've got kids who are coming back each week, say, hey, I, I invited my, my friend to, to church with me. Mm -hmm. Or, um, hey, I was talking to, to my friend about, about Jesus. Then we start to kind of click in. Yeah. That's doing something in, in this kid's life. And, and we are actually making disciples. Mm -hmm. um, it, but then the same thing with, with our leaders also. Uh, we've got to be discipling our, our leaders and not just good point. Think just because, oh, they're an adult, they're breathing, they pass the background check, yeah. they can lead kids. We've got, to, we've got to disciple them also because they can't make a disciple. If they're not, dis if yeah. they're not growing, they're not going to make it a, a disciple within those circles also. Well, do you ever recommended somebody that is watching or listening that's just really intrigued them? Um, this has really captivated their their spirit or their heart. You've recommended book, uh, website. Um, I mean, does anything come to mind? Like, hey, if you really want to think about discipleship making, either with kids or families, anything come to mind? Yeah, there's there's a book that um, it's called Four Chair Discipling, Dan Spader. Yeah. Um, which is is really good. Um, I've I've read that book several times um, over the last several years. So almost. I think I almost have it memorized by now, but it is, it, it's really good because he, um, he breaks down for, you know, the four, the four chairs uh, of disciple making and really kind of sets a, um, a, a good path of helping identify where uh -huh. people may be in their spiritual journey. Um, and then just ask, asking your leaders, Hey, what is your next step with Jesus? We all have the next step with Jesus. That's right. So asking your, your leaders that question, hey, what's your next step with, with, with Jesus? 
Mm. Don't think oh, just because they're that they're, you know, a member of your church or mm. they're your your leader, they don't have a next step because they they have that next step also. They do. They do. man, that's good. So repeat the name of that book one more time. Four chair discipling. Four, we'll put we'll put the link, Andy, to four chair discipling in the show notes. Um, oh. Well, thank you so much for doing yeah, this. You're, Thanks, you're a busy guy, uh, but I know you love ministry leaders and pastors. And so thank you for taking some time out of your schedule. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. Appreciate you having me. And um, yeah. Yeah, in any anytime, I'm always happy to, to serve um, this this incredible community. Well, you're awesome. Let me know if I can serve you too, Bo. I appreciate it. All right, we'll see you. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Friends, it's Bo Harrington. I hope that you enjoyed today's conversation. Um, around systems, which I didn't plan on taking the conversation, but I'm glad we did. And then also discipleship, disciple making, when you think of your leaders and your kids in your ministry. Um, What a great coffee chat. There's more coming. We'll be back again tomorrow. Quick reminder that the Parenting in Coronaville workshop has released. Get information about that at kidsmatter.com. Put a Z in there, kidsmatter.com. This is a one-hour on-demand workshop that you share with all the families in your church. You can share the audio, the video, um, the reproducible workbooks. We have a promo video, social graphics. Uh, Use as as little or as much of it as you like. The idea is for you to help your families during these crazy times. The Parenting in Coronaville workshop. For 95 bucks, you get a church license, and you can share that training with every family in your church. Parents are desperately looking to the church and to you for help, and here's a tool that you can use to help them. Friends, thanks for joining me today on the Daily Coffee Chat. If you miss any of these, you can find them at the Ryan Frank Podcast, wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can um, also access it at kidsmatter.com because the Ryan Frank Podcast is part of the Kids Matter Podcast Network. Friends, thanks for joining me. Thanks again to Bo Harrington. And uh, let's keep the conversation rolling in Kids Matters, I Love Kidman, Facebook community through the day. See you tomorrow. This episode of the Ryan Frank Podcast has ended, but be sure to subscribe for more productivity and life hacks to help you stay on the leading edge. And if you like what you heard, please rate this podcast with five stars. Thanks so much and talk to you next time.